This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 664 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products Summer Games Electrolytes. Beat the heat with Summer Games. Hi, Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is from Episode 202 of the Eventing Radio Show. Dr. Laura Werner from Haggard Equine Medical Institute talks about preparing for an international three-day event. This first installment of the series deals with the seemingly endless paperwork and detailed vaccination records required. But first, let's hear from our sponsor, Kentucky Performance Products, maker of Summer Games and Summer Games Plus Electrolytes. Summer Games different from other electrolyte products? Summer Games Plus contains the same electrolyte formulation as Summer Games Electrolyte, which was originally formulated for the horses competing at the 1996 Olympics. The formulation was based on the results of research conducted in anticipation of the Games, which were held in Atlanta, Georgia, known for its hot, humid summers. Summer Games mimics the composition of equine sweat, supplying the horse with the exact amounts and ratios of electrolytes relinquished in sweat. Summer Games Plus contains no sugar like many popular commercial electrolyte supplements. Summer Games Plus also contains a buffering agent that helps create a soothing gastric environment. This is especially important for horses subjected to the stresses often related to top performance such as exertion, transportation, and unfamiliar stabling atmospheres. Ask for Summer Games and Summer Games Plus electrolytes at your local tack and feed supplier or visit kppusa.com. Now, on with today's tip. Laura Werner, welcome back to the Eventing Radio Show. And we're going to start a little mini-series on preparing for your three-day event. And let's start, um, why don't we start with paperwork? Because that's something that you need to do well ahead of time. Correct, correct. So, um, I think passports can be kind of one of the most frustrating uh, aspects of three-day eventing for uh, not only the veterinarian but also the riders as well and so I'd recommend starting the process quite early so if you're planning on doing a fall three-day ideally you should probably already have applied for your passport to get the process going because it does take several months so um, first you have to send in your application to the Federation to USEF obviously for the Americans um, and the difference there's two different pa- types of passports so there's the national passport so if you're doing the one star and two star level that that passport is adequate if you need if you're doing a championship so say you're um, interested in going to young riders championship or you're doing the three star four star level you will need the uh, FEI passport so those are two different types there's a significant difference in cost but again I think for the young riders that are planning to go trying to go to the championship that it's just easier to start out with the with the FEI passport um, so um, once you apply the passport will be processed and then sent back to you for your veterinarian to fill out um, and draw the diagram of the horse and, and it's all its markings and make sure that's accurate for some horses that are quite 
elaborately marked like uh, a paint horse or a horse with a lot of white, it can be quite a tedious process and sometimes um, you know, the Federation may send it back to a veterinarian for corrections or so, so it's important to kind of be accurate and just but does take time. So we're not, we went to veterinary school. We didn't go to art school. So it can be uh, a little frustrating sometimes um, when we have these elaborately marked horses, but, uh, and brands, I'm terrible at drawing brands anyway. So, uh, but I had an Irish horse once and they forgot his, um, he had a white hind little snip on and they forgot to put that. Yes. So we never knew if he was the right horse and they just forgotten or if it was the yes. completely different horse. And that is important. I mean, I have seen some horses that come through at competitions that have complete opposite markings and yeah, you wonder what, you know, and it's recommended that they get those corrected in case they go to <laughs> a larger, obviously, event that could be more critical in identifying the horse a little bit more. But mm. uh, so um, then... The other part of the um, passport that's the most frustrating is the influenza or flu vaccines. So the horses are required to have an initial series or booster series of vaccines. That should be two vaccines. It's anywhere from uh, 21 to 92 days apart. So for their initial series of flu vaccines, and um, those have to be the same type. So if they're, you get your first one as an intranasal vaccine, your second one has to be an intranasal vaccine. Or if it's the intramuscular vaccine, the second one has to be intramuscular vaccine. So it has to be consistent. Then after that, they just need a booster every six months. So, um, you know, it's a lot easier to keep on with your passport than catching it up later. So... Um, just make sure, you know, have your passports available for your veterinarians to update them as you get your vaccines. And that way you don't get, you know, a week before an event and go, oh, no, I didn't update my passport. But anyway, so um, that initial series of vaccines is required to be uh, recorded in the passport. Um, and then, we'll, like I said, it'll be sent back to the Federation for approval and then sent back to you. So this does take time. So just, again, again plan accordingly to allow plenty of time to get it done once you've got your horse's passport is that good for life and then you just update it every six months with the vaccines it has to be revalidated every every few years okay so it does have an expiration date on it and the other thing i have seen in some instances is that um you know sometimes you run out of room so a horse has had so many flu vaccines or had quite a long career that um, essentially you might have to get another passport people lose their passports a lot of times so sometimes you do have to get a duplicate passport um, so those are the only instances but if there's any change of ownership it has to go through the USEF and be approved for the ownership change and have that all recorded in the passport to be to be valid and like I said it does have to be validated every few years so that um, keep that in mind it does have an expiration date the national passports don't have an expiration date but the FEI passports do. Okay, great. Well, that's good to know, and hopefully people will start getting on that and not leave it till the last yeah, minute. Yes, I'm already starting doing a few for, I think, folks planning for their first one stars this fall. So. How exciting. Yes. And then next time we're going to talk about um, preparing your horse and preparing yourself. Correct. Yay. Thanks, Thanks Laura. Samantha. Well, there you go. Dr. Werner is a regular contributor on the Eventing Radio Show, so tune in at eventingradio.com for more excellent advice. You can also go to the Hagyard website at hagyard.com for more information on all sorts of stuff that involve veterinarians. Don't forget to support our sponsors here on Horse Tip Daily because they make these podcasts possible. Today's sponsor has been Kentucky Performance Products Summer Games Electrolytes. Ask for Summer Games by name at your local tack and feed supplier, or you can visit, visit them online at kppusa.com.
please stop by the Horse Tip Daily Facebook page and let us know what you think of the tips you hear on the show. It's also a great place to tell us about topics you'd like to hear us cover on the show. You can subscribe to all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network through iTunes or Zune and get your horse podcasts automatically downloaded to your iPod, Zune, or MP3 player. You can also listen to the shows right on Facebook. The player's right there every day. I'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, go ride your horse! The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily. Congratulations, you listened all the way to the end, so you get the top secret end of the show quickie tip. Dawn Dish Detergent. It is a multitasker. It is my favorite product to clean rubber reins, especially this time of year with very sweaty horses and lots of fly spray and other coat conditioning products. They get nasty. Use Dawn. Uh, You don't want to use anything that's made for cleaning leather because it will have oil derivatives in it and foul up your reins. You know how it is? Rubber reins get snarly and then they get sticky and then they get all over your hands and really don't work very well and cause the rubber to melt. So Dawn Dish Detergent is your friend.